Okay, let's uh, let's begin again. Uh, every parsha, as we talk about in uh, Sefer Bracha, Sefer Shmos, you could call it the, an exciting parsha. Uh, but uh, again, we'll pick and choose um, as much as we can in terms of uh, the shir tonight, and um, so hopefully some will be familiar, but uh, maybe not have didn't see it inside yet, and some hopefully will be uh, somewhat new. Okay, so the parsha starts off. Rashi starts off. Yaakov goes to Be'er Sheva and uh, leaves Be'er Sheva and goes to Haran. Rashi quotes that Vayetzi um, Yaakov he left and Vayelach uh, Haran. I just wanted to mention. I, for, I forgot. I wanted to start off with again a number of. I was in Kfar um, Chabad yesterday. Uh, a number of the Hespedim mentioned the, the Lubavitch Rebbe's thoughts on the first pasuk of Vayetzi Yaakov and Be'er Sheva. Uh, Be'er Sheva is a lashon of svi. It's a lashon of satiation. It's a lashon of they had everything. He had everything where he was, even though he was running away from his brother. But there was ruchnius, there was everything. And he went to Charon Af Ba'olam. It's the lesson of the, uh, the Zohar, I think. He went to a place of anger, a place of Charon Af. He spoke about how the, um, the Shlichim, the Rahman al-Islam, were murdered. They were people who went from a place where they had everything, a place where they, from Eretz Yisrael, they lived, they had, they had ruchnius, they had gashmius, and they went to a place where there was nothing. And they uh, they went to a place where there was Charon Af, and they brought, brought light, and they brought Ur, and they brought uh, they devoted their entire lives uh, until the last moment to spreading the word of Hakadosh Baruch Hu and spreading the light of Torah, and um, you know that's that's on this week's parsha. And we should always try to follow and keep their legacy going in terms of going out trying to reach as many Jews as possible, trying to inspire as many Jews through the prism of Torah. We always say that's the best the best magnet that we have. Is uh, to inspire people is is um, is uh, giving them a sheer and showing them the light and the warmth of of the Torah that we have the privilege of learning. Okay, so it's Yaakov Shabbos. He left Be'er and he went to Charon. So Rashi quotes in the in the uh, in the first pasuk that um, it didn't have to say Vayelach Charana. Why did it say it? Because Magach Yisia Sadik Menamako Moser Roshem Vayetzei. He made he made an impression when he left, and he made an impression when he came to Charon. And a few psukim later, obviously he starts and has the his famous dream. Many dreams in Sefer Bracious. Hopefully one time we'll talk about all of them. Uh, not too many dreams in the whole rest of the Torah. But Sefer Bracious is full of dreams. Um, Rashi quotes on the Pasuk, next Pasuk, and Pasuk Yudalaf, He t- takes a nap, he goes to sleep, he takes from the stones, He sleeps in that place. So what does it mean he slept in that place? Of course he slept. Where was he? So Rashi quotes Lashon Miut. This is an exclusionary Lashon. Ba'oso Makom Shachaf. He slept in that place. Avol Yudalad Shanim Sheshimesh Bebeis Eivelo Shachaf Balayla. But on the way, for 14 years, since he left, 14 years passed since the last Pasuk. And Parshas told us in the first Pasuk of Parshas Vayetzei. We don't realize it. It's only seven days to us. But it's 14 years in Yaakov's life. He didn't. He went to Beis Medr Shem Be'ever. He didn't sleep for 14 years. He learned straight. Sheyosik Matora. So he slept now. But he hasn't slept in in 14 years. So I'd like to learn together with you uh, a thought from Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, which my, some of you might be familiar with. But it's really a, a revolutionary thought which gives which gives insight into many of the parshios and stories throughout Sefer Bracious. If you never heard it, it's, uh, it's just really something that's defining and really answers a question that that maybe all of us grow up with and we never really think about it. it says Rabbi Yaakov on page one, quotes the Rashi, and then he says on the fourth line. First, he asks a couple of questions, but then we'll get to the main question. Let's do. Let's go in order. What he says, line four. If you count fourteen years, 
that Yaakov learned in, in the base Medrash of Shem Ve'ever, so that means he was out away from his parents, away from Yitzchak for 36 years. 36 years. 14 years in base Medrash. He's 22 years in the house of Lavan. Right? Working seven years for each of his wives and another couple of years. 22 years. So it's 36 altogether. The question though is, there are more sheets over there in your sheet. Chazal Moshrim Lanu Shebe'emes Nenash Yaakov Alzesh Yisrael Shal Bekibur Avaim. We know that Chazal quoted elsewhere, uh, quoted a number of other Rashi's that Yaakov was punished for these years that he left his parents for not fulfilling Kibur Avaim for the twenty-two years that he was away working for his wives. He was punished that Yosef was away from him for twenty-two years. He didn't fulfill Kibur Avaim for twenty-two years, so Yosef was taken away from him for twenty-two years. Mida Kenegad Mida. But he asked of Yaakov, but he wasn't only away for 22 years. He was away for 36 years. He wasn't just away for 22 years. Why was he only punished 22 years? He should have been punished 36 years. We're not trying to ask for punishments for Yaakov Avinu, but if you want to hold me the Kenegad Midah, so why wasn't he punished for those? Obviously, he wa- Obviously, there's a reason. There's a difference between the years he was working for his Parnassah, for his wives, and the years he was in, he was in the base Medrash, line 12. It must be that these years, it was so important for his development, for his spiritual development, that he wasn't, that it was Docha Kibar Avaim. Which is somewhat strange, because usually Talmud Torah is not Docha Kibar Avaim. If I'm sitting and learning, my father asked me for a cup, of, a cup of tea. Sorry, I'm learning. No, get up and give a cup of tea. Your father asks you for something, you do a Kibar Avaim. Question one. Second question. Ask Rabbi Yaakov. He says, why did he go to the base measures now anyway? Why did he go to Shane Beaver? What did his parents tell him? Well, then the pirate, the pirate show you. Rivka tells him. Yitzchak tells him. Go to Esav. Go to Esav. Um, so go run away from Esav and go to Lavan. Line 21. Why was it so important for Yaakov? We all believe in Talmud Torah. We're all here learning Torah. Why was it so important for him to go dafka now? They say, go to Lavan. Instead, he goes, and he goes to learn. So he says, what's this like? Skip a couple of lines. We're not going to read the whole thing. But line 27, what's this like? Your father asked you. My father asked me to go buy, a, uh, buy some milk. And I'm going to get a cup of milk. I'm going to buy my father some milk. Instead, I go, I go to the base manager for a couple hours on the way. And later that evening, I hear that here's the milk. Why did you go work for? I asked you for the milk. What did you stop for? Him Akshav Azman Lilmod in the next column. Now's the time to learn. Your father asked you for milk. You go get the milk. So why exactly? Why exactly did he go right now? Maybe even the most defining question that we have to deal with is: He went to Shame Ve'ever. What did they learn in base measure Shem Ve'ever? What did they learn there? But the Sheva Mitzvahs Bnei Noach took so much time, right? They, they learned the Sheva Mitzvahs. They were ayin in them. Oh, every every Reb Chaim on, on Geneva and Dinim, Achlokos Rambam Rav. What did they learn in Beis Medrash Shem Ve'ever? And it happens to be that every time we mention this, I think in uh, in the Akedah year, every time somebody in Sefer Brachos disappears, that's where they end up, <laughs> right? Where did Yitzchak go after the Akedah? Ah, oh, he went to Shem Ve'ever. Where do you go? They always, always in Shei Right? And if you want to look for a moment, and we'll get back to this in a second, look at the beginning of Parshas Vayeshev for a minute. Beginning of Parshas Vayeshev. Beginning of Parshas Vayeshev. Of course, we read, Yosef is given the coat of many colors. The Ksonis passed him from his father. Why? Because he was a Ben Zakunim. 
Parsha Paraklam is Zion Pasagimel, ki ben zakunim ulo. He was a ben zakunim. So what's ben zakunim? So Rashi quotes three pshatim. What is a ben zakunim? Pasagimel. Ben zakunim, number one, shenolo leisiknuso. He was born when he was in his old age, which is strange because there was a, a son that was born when he was even older. Right? But that's one shot. Ben zakunim. Dabar, and then he quotes Uncleus. Bar chakim hulei. He was a wise son. And what does he quote? Kol mashalaman mishem ve'ever masarlo. Everything he learned in Bethlehem ve'ever, he gave to Yosef. And Dabarach, for a third shot, that he looked like him. Okay? He gave him his shiningness. What's the second? Idafka. The Torah he learned these 14 years, he gave to Yosef. What's so special about this? See this? He didn't give it to the other sons. Only Yosef got this Torah. So what did they learn in the base Madrash of Shem Ve'ever? So again, why wasn't he punished for these years? Why did he go do it in the first place? What did they learn there? And why did he give it to Yosef? Again, you could say this thought, any Parsha. Parsha's gracious. Any Parsha. Says Rabbi Yaakov. Let's read it. The second column, line six. Why did Yaakov have to go learn in Shem Ve'ever? We have to understand what they learned in, in Shem Ve'ever. The Torah that Yitzchak learned in Avram's house, Yaakov learned in Yitzchak's house, that the Shvatim learned in Yaakov's house, that Torah was all very different than the Torah that was taught in Beis Medrash Shem Ve'ever. The, the Avos, they were in Yeshiva. It was a purely spiritual, without challenges existence. Yes, Avram had challenges before he started his yeshiva. But he left where he was from. He broke all the Odi Avodah Zarah. And he came to Canaan. He had his own tent. He came to his tent. You play by his rules. And whoever came to them, they started spreading the word of monotheism. The highest level. Totally secluded. As the saying goes, they were able to be tzaddikim and pals. They were able to learn and then go spread and do chesed and do kiruv. But it was more of an insulated existence when they were learning. Who was shame and who was aver and when did they live? Next paragraph. Lokein ha'yetzal shame ve'aver. Shame was the son of Noach. Shame cham and yafes. Shame did not live in such an insulated existence. I mean, obviously, when it came to on the boat, it was pretty insulated. But before that. Before that, Shem Ben Oshel Noach Shenifla Midor Amabil Nitzal Lo Rachmi Miyamabol. He wasn't only safe from the waters of the Mabil El Gami Sviva Tamshal An Sheidor Hamabil Meshchas Atam. Shem was somebody who lived in an environment which was somewhat pernicious and dangerous for our Ruchnius. Aver, what about Aver? He was the Daraflaga, also not such great Sadikim. And Aver stood up to the pressures. Shame for Aver represented people and Jews, whether they had the status of Jews, people who believed in God, God-fearing people who were able to stand up to the challenges of those who didn't believe and those who wanted to bring them down. The Avos could not teach their children that message. Because they didn't live. Obviously, once Avram just recognized God, he left. Yaakov's going to live with Lavan now for 22 years. But everything Yitzchak couldn't tell him how to live with a Lavan. Api Torah. He couldn't. Lavan? Ishmushchas Russia. He couldn't. So Yaakov had to go to the base of Shem to learn how to live Api Torah 
in order to survive as a Torah Jew in the house of Lavan for so many years. That's what it means. Line 13. He had to learn the sugyas. What sugyas? How to have a Tariq Mitzvah Shamarti. He had to come back in next week's parsha. He had to go to Shem Be'ever in order to know how to do that. So he says, Lofizeh, next paragraph, His father asked him to go to love and he had to stop here. You know what it's like? It's not like your father goes to ask you, go get me some milk and you go to the Beisad and you come back later that night with the milk. You know what it's like? Your father asks you to go buy him a set of Alul of an Asterix set. Dalad Minim. So before you go, you go to the Beisad and sit for an hour to figure out what are the best Dalad Minim I can get for my father. And then you go buy him the Dalad Minim. Obviously, your father wants you to do this. Your father wants you to go to the store, but, but only when you know what to buy. He wanted, they wanted him to go to Yitlavan. Go f- marry his daughters. But Yaakov knew that they wouldn't want him to go there and not be able to say, Tariq Mitzvah Shamarti. Right, that's what he says on the bottom. Uh, line 21. Yaakov wrote him, He didn't want him to go to Lavan. If they wouldn't be able to, he wouldn't be able to leave. So uh, they wanted him to take all the necessary precautions. Line 28. So on the way to the store, in the mashal, the son decides, I don't know Dalaminim enough, I'm going to go to the base manager to learn about it. So his father wanted, it's part of the shlichus. It's an implicit message that the parents would want the child to give. If this is the case then, we understand beautifully, Barshas Vayeshev, Yaakov gives Yosef special Torah that he learned in Shem Ever, he bends a kunim hulo because he was his ben Sekunim. The other brothers didn't need this Torah. Yaakov somehow, Beruach Kadsho, he didn't know what was going to be. He didn't know where Yosef was going to end up. Right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't tell him. But somehow he knew that Yosef needed this Torah. The Torah that he received in Shem Ever. The brothers didn't get it. The brothers said, why are you teaching him a special Torah that you're not teaching us? That's why they were jealous. They couldn't understand that Yosef got special treatment. But he needed the special treatment. For all those years, he was going to be surrounded by the Mitzrayim Mushchasim. Right? These, these the, the abominable Egyptians and their lifestyle. Yaakov had to teach him what he learned from Sheva Ever. He had to give Dafka to Yosef. Yeah. Right? So why did you? That's a good question. Why did Yitzchak have to go to Sheva Ever? Right? So that's a Medrash. Maybe he's, he doesn't explain that. Doesn't explain that. I mentioned that because that's a Medrash also. Right, he would have told Yaakov it, but maybe you, you can only yeah, teach what well, the experience. The best teacher is if you're right, if you're there, right. You try to test a connected Talmudim. If you didn't go through what they're going through, you, know, like, you played basketball, Rebbe. You know, you played. Or they ask you all these things. Like if you, they could relate to you if you went through what they went through. So Yisrael didn't go through it. Yisrael went through the Akedah. Nobody ever went through the Akedah. So, uh, but you're right to put all the shame behaviors together. You know, he's putting together at least these two, these two uh, parashiyos. Maybe that's why they were wanting. Run away from the Svivav Esav. You have to get through. Yeah, right. Not just from the physical Esav. You got to get out of here and, and go to Shem Be'ever. Well, so if you look at the uh, if you look at the uh, they have a charts in some of the some of the Chamashim. Uh, Aver was alive pretty late. I don't know if he was still alive now, but in the base measures they still taught still had his Torah. Right, the Reva. Right? They, they had a picture of Shem Be'ever on the wall. You know, and the you know they the uh, the uh, this, the Ruchnius of the of Shem Be'ever was still with them. Yeah. I don't think so. I think uh, you, the Pasha Pshat is still, I mean, Zaki, and the Gemara says, Ain't Zaki, and Alamisha Kana Chachma. That's why I think Rashi is going with that Pshat. That Ben Zakunim, he was the Chacham son that he wanted to give this to. Wanted to give this to. Well, you know, 
So what they did, what they learned for 14 years, it was a lot to learn. It's a lot to learn. And a lot of sugyas had a deal. You know, what if he tries to get, be trickery with you? When you allow to take his money, not take his money? How do you get uh, speckled sheep to turn into spotted sheep? You know, there's a lot to uh, lot to learn for the in the parsha. Right. Umi Taras Agalas, exactly. Mikivancha Yosef finishing up words on the line. Mikivancha Yosef Zehayezesha Hiskagalas Fivas Arasham since Yosef was the one that was going to go down to the Rasham by Yitzhak Lamu Lavado Negan Kolonisyon Shamdulo. He was the one that was going to have to stand up. So that's why Yaakov had to Dafka give him the Torah of Shem Ba'ever. Second to last line, Amnam Ha'achim, the brothers, Shifte Yisrael Shalom Yodu as Asiba, Madua Lomi Yaakov and Yosef. Yosef Torah Meshalamar Osam, Skanubo. Why are you learning with him, Abba, more than me? We're older. We're older. We're ten. You, what are you spending so much time with him? They thought only he's getting Kabbalah Satora. Avala Emeshu, Delahem, Hispika, Tarasa Avos. For them, it was enough. Tarasa Avos. They weren't going to have to uh, be in this in this uh, in this situation. Rak Yosef, Futz Rak Latara Shem Only he needed. But his special treatment of Yosef and treating him this way led all of them down to Galus. Led all of them down to Galus. Right. That's the well, the brothers. We have to try to teach our children maybe everybody's loved the same but everybody's different. Right? Everybody's unique and everybody has different needs. Yosef had different needs. Right? The other siblings couldn't understand that. Okay. The next point we're going to discuss is the Balaturim at the beginning of the Parsha. Pasuk says Vayetze Yaakov in Bereshava Vayela Harana as we mentioned and Parsha's Vayetze is a unique Parsha. Not the, it's a unique parasha, only a few parashios, maybe one or two of them, have uh, this midah about them. And that is, there's no breaks throughout the parsha. Throughout the parsha, usually we have psuchos and stumos. There are certain amounts of letters, uh, space left between one part of the parsha and another part of the parsha. Less letters, space, more letters, space. But Vayetze goes start to finish without a break. Similar in that way, according to Armasora, as Miketz. But at least the post can discuss it here in Vayetze, why Vayetze is Sasum. It also ends with a Parsha Stuma in the previous Parsha, which is not so common as well. But the Parsha discuss what the reason for this is. So the Balaturim says, Vayetze Yaakov, Yesh Omrim Sheparsha Zu Stuma. There are some that say that this Parsha is Sasum. Vahatam, he maybe he had even the entire Parsha Sasum, like the beginning of Vayachi, Yesh Omrim. Maybe there were, there was different Mesoras. But either way, let's focus on what we have, at least the entire Parsha is Sasum. Vahatam lefisha yatza beseser ubarach mehechave. Why is it Sasum? To symbolize the uh, quiet and private nature in which Yaakov ran away. Yaakov had to go out in private by the stealth of the night. And that's why it's Sasum. It's closed up so that, uh, so we don't notice, like Esav didn't notice. But then we have a thought from the Argadalia and Rav Zevin, who both give a very similar idea to explain why this Parsha is Sasum, why there are no breaks from the beginning to the end. Let's first see the words of the Argadalia. So what's number four? He quotes a different shot, and then he has the uh, the, same, the second shot is the same shot as the Rav Zevin, or at least very similar. He quotes the Balaturim, and then he quotes... Um, Oh, I'm sorry, not only. It is unique in that not only does it sort of close, but the entire parsha doesn't have a break. There's no psuchos in the entire parsha. Vayichi has psuchos, right? All the brachas. Well, the brachas Yaakov has its own, his own parsha. Vayichi is the only one that goes start to finish without a break. So says the Argadalia, Vedavar Zeromi, Shaparshazu, he parsha shall golos. You know what the parsha symbolizes? But this is the parsha Yaakov Avinu is in Gullus, the entire parsha. He's leaving, going into Gullus, Vayetze Yaakov. He only comes back to Eretz Yisrael at the end of the parsha. 
This is the parsha, symbol of the parsha of Golas. Shaparsa ksuva kemoshehi. U kemoshe begolas akol sasam beinonira lachutz hiskalos elokus. Just like when we are in Golas, when we are in Golas, many things are closed up to us. We don't see the godly hands when we are in Golas. Obviously, later on in the Torah, we have Parshios of Gullus. We have when we went down to Mitzrayim nationally. But this is the this is an entire Parsha devoted to one of our Avos going to Gullus. So too, the Parsha is written in a way that the lights of the Gullus are Sasum. It's closed up, and and we don't understand. Right? This week we had events that that are Sasum to us. Right? We need a base Amigdash. We need a we need a we need a Melech. Right? We need a we need Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael. But then there's a second shot he quotes, and this is exactly what Rav Zevin says as well. What does space in between Parshias signify? It signifies that you have time to think. You have time to, to focus. The beginning of the Vayikra Rashi quotes, the Parshias Psuchos are to give a person time to think. Yaakov didn't stop for a moment from the moment he left until the moment he came back. There was no hesachadas. There was no break in his mind realizing he was leaving Eretz Yisrael and until I get back, I'm not going to stop. Right, he took all the Kedusha with him and he, he didn't lose focus of why he was going into Gullus all the way until he got back. He quotes even a marshal from the, from the Zohar, line 13. Imagine somebody's being lowered into a, a, a deep pit. So when you go into the deep pit, you're not going to just jump in and hope for the best. You're going to have a rope around you. And little by little, you know, you get lowered down, but you have that rope that connects you to up above. So you're always connected. You never have that you never have a break in between on top civilization and what you're being lowered down to. He says, Yaakov Avinu always had that rope back to Eretz Yisrael. He never stopped having that Hesach Adas. There was no space. He didn't, he didn't relax at all. In Golos, you can't stop. You have to be connected. Connected the entire time that one is in Golos. And Rav Zevin, in his own way, in Source 5 as well, says the same idea. Okay, maybe I'm following Rav Zevin. The check up me case. It's the only one that goes start to finish. He went to Chutzlaretz, and where it's underlined, Eretz Yisrael never left his mind. The Jewish people's homeland never left his He never left. He had the rope. He was connected. He had the rope. Right? He never had a mind to be shakua there. And that's what Hashem promises him. That was his. If you help me out, says, that's what every Jew has to feel. We were thrown out of we were thrown out. Right? Whether this means a physical gallus or a spiritual gallus, we have to realize both. When we're outside of Eretz Yisrael, we have to realize we can never lose the connection that so many Rishonim and Achronim. I just read last week the tour tried to come at the end of his life back to Eretz Yisrael from from Spain. He tried, he didn't make it. Right? So many, so many uh, tried to make it. 
Try to make it. They wanted to get there b'chayim, not just uh, not just l'achar chayim. So it says says Reb Zevin, we always have to have that connection. But we also those who live in Eretz Yisrael, we have to realize we still have we're still living begalus. We don't have the base of Migdash. We don't have Malchus base David. We don't have the Ur Mitumim. We don't have the Aram. We don't even we don't have we don't have a Mizbeach. Mizbeach Bechaper. So we're also in Kalos, but we have to have that rope connecting us to the base of Migdash. We have to have that rope connecting us to the right. What do we say? Meshkachech Yerushalayim Tishkach Yimini Ashivein Hashem Elachem Anashu Vechadish Yimini Kekedem. Look what he says in line twenty six. Lo Haisa Lahem B'Chol Meshach Zman Hagalus Esnachta Parsha Shel Revach Vahafsaka. They never even had an Esnachta. Right, never had a, a, a minimal break. Never had a minimal break. They never rested at all. They went straight. They always had. It was always daitolachser. They never had the break, and that's vayetze. It's closed up at the beginning, and it's closed up straight through. Right, and there was no hesachadas from the time he left until the time he came back. Okay, let's. Uh, we'll skip the chavos for now in source six. Go to the next one. Source seven. Rav Moshe. What happens? Yaakov, Kodesh appears to Yaakov after all those years and says, time to go. Time to come back to Eretz Yisrael. So Yaakov says, okay. And goes to tell his wives, Rachel and Leah, Bill and Zopah, Hashem told me it's time to go back. What do they answer him? Okay, we're going. We're with you. What do they say? Line source 7, so it's under, uh, where it's bold-faced. Vatan Rachel v'leah, v'tomarnolo v'chulu, Hello, yeah, let's, let's read it inside. So we can read the whole Pasuk. Perak Lamad Aleph, Pasuk Yudalud. All the way at the ends. Lamad Aleph, Yudalud. Vatan Rachel Valeya. Previous Pasuk. Anochi Akel Beis Kel Hashem Hashach Tosham Hasev Hashem Adar Talisham Neder. I am Hashem your God. Pasuk Yud Gimel that you made a Neder to me. Oh, sorry, I forgot. By the way, I was asked after the last year, you know, could you, could, could you at least, we want to use this, but could you like tie one word into a simcha every week to try to, somebody asked me that after. So you could, you could use, you could use your own, but this is a great one. You could just write away. It's family. They never have hesachadas from Torah and chesed. Right, so that's, that's, it's your design, that, uh, that one. But you could use any, 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 anything. If you're, uh, if you have, uh, if, you have, if you've been listening to drushes enough, you know, you could, uh, many, many, anything could be, uh, most things could connect. Okay. Says the, um, so, Yaakov uh, Avinu tells Rachel Aleya, it's time to go back. Hashem appeared to me. Go back to your birthplace. They answer him and say, Sure, we're going back. God said to go back. No, what do they answer? Are we getting anything here anyway? Are we get- Is our father leaving us a Yerusha? We're like Nachrios, we're like strange women to him. We sold us. We bring home, we bring home some parnas, and he takes it. All the osher that Hashem saved. Okay, we're going with you. We have nothing to gain here anyway. What do we have here? We might as well go. That's really the shame shemayim. That's Ramosha. What are they doing? It's Rachel and Leah. It's with the imos. Oh well, well, we're not getting a big Yerusha, so we might as well come with you. We have nothing to lose. What kind of answer is that? They should have answered. That's it. They should be even if they even if they were getting twenty million dollars there of a Yerusha. Hashem says we have to go. We have to go. What kind of answer is that? Says Ramosha. Lomar, line 13. 
And I think we've mentioned this this uh, idea in the past, maybe even from Rav Moshe, but it's a it's a running theme in his commentary. Maybe in the in the in the time period that Rav Moshe lived from the early 20th century towards the end of the 20th century, he saw a lot of the attitude that he had to try to, to cut off. He writes this in a number of places. We're not supposed to think mitzvahs are so challenging. Our attitude has to be, it's easy to do mitzvahs. Even if it's hard to do mitzvahs. Even if it's challenging. Even if we have to have mesiris nefesh. But we can't have it as a burden. Oh, that's not the attitude that we have to have and that's not the attitude that we have to pass on to our children. Because there's nothing that we lose by doing mitzvahs. Why? We spend a lot of, cost a lot of money. Cost a lot of money. Shabbos, Yantif. Know what I mean? So it's all nigzar from Rosh Hashanah. Gwaran Beitzah. Kimizonosav Shaladam. Ksubas Rosh Hashanah. Hashem tells us on Rosh Hashanah, He's katsuv, He decrees how much we're going to make this year. And you know what? Shabbos and Yontav expenses are not included. Spend whatever you want. There's also a day that there's a one gear that says Rosh Chodesh expenses. Rosh Chodesh expenses. So if you drive, if you drive to Kotel every Rosh Chodesh, don't worry about the gas. Right? Bavada Yasmin Lo Hashem Behetter. Hashem will give it to you. And person thinks that they're saving something by working on Shabbos. They're not, they're not saving anything. They're not saving anything. And when, when our children, when they see that it's easy for us, even though if we work hard, but that we love it, that it's not a burden, that's the message that's going to be passed down. But those who are proud, they're in America for 50 years. Son, you know what it was like for me? Oh, it was tough. It was tough. Ramosha's not knocking that. It was very tough. The days when, if you don't show up to do the job on Saturday morning, don't come back, don't, don't, you might as well not come, the Nisionos that, that, that our, our grandparents went through, whatever country they lived in, you know, that's, that's, that's the Nisionos that we should never be put through. But the attitude that we have to have to Moshe is not that. Oh, it was so hard, but I did it. Because then they're going to think it's too hard for them. That's not the way to pass by. Pass on. Right, we say in davening every morning, it's not good. We might as well go. It's nothing for us. Meaning, it's easy to come because it's what Hashem says. It's as if we have nothing. Even if we have something, it would be like we have nothing. That's the message of their answer. It's easy for us to leave. No matter what, it would be easy for us to leave. Last two lines. It's great. Hashem wants us to do it. It's easy to do it. It's easy to do it. Okay. Next idea is an idea related to a topic that we're familiar with. Back to the beginning of the parasha. Yaakov goes to the place where he had a dream. Rashi quotes. The Gemara in Mesechus Brachas, Yaakov Tikein Tefilas Arvis. Yaakov Davin Meirif. Yaakov Davin Meirif. Wonderful. Now we have all three. The Gemara in Brachas, though, I did not give it to you, but we're going to see it in a minute. The Gemara in Brachas has a machlokes, has an argument about Tefilas Meirif. Shachris is a chova. You have to daven Shachris. Mencha is a chova. Also, you have to Mencha. For some reason, Meirif, there's one opinion that says Tefilas Arvis, Rishus. Okay, what does Rishus mean? We're not having a Gemara here now. Rishus, but Lomaisa, we David Meirf. And we have to David Meirf. 
Women were makabel, so women don't have to daven Meir. Mr. Bruce says Shachar said Mincha. So we were makabel Meir. But there's something different about Meir. If it's a Rishus, it's quote unquote voluntary. Why? Avram, Mishak, and Yaakov, Shachar, Mincha, and Meir. Right? They're all, they're all. Why is Yaakov worse off? Why is his field worse off? Maybe we'll talk more about that on Shabbos. But uh, why is he worse off? So Rashi says in Mesechah Shabbos on Davyud, you have it in source number eight, nothing wrong with Yaakov. But really, there are two opinions about why we have Shachmas ben Chen Mayrif. One opinion says it's Keneged Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. But the other opinion says it's Keneged the Karbanos, Tmidim Tiknum. Keneged Tmidim Tiknum. Shachmas is Keneged the Tamichel Shachar. The Minchas Keneged the Tamichel Ben Abayin, the Karbat Tamichel of the afternoon. And Mayrif is Keneged the leftover fats and limbs you have to burn all night. So says Rashi, even though the Gemara never connects these two arguments. It's one blot away from each other. In Mesechah's Brachas, the Gemara never connects the two. Why, that ya, whether Tilos Avis is Rishus or Chova, or why do we dive in three times? Avram, Mishra, and Yaakov are the Karbanos. Rashi says they're connected. Rashi in Mesechah Shabbos in source number eight says, if you hold Tfilah's connected Avram, Mishra, and Yaakov, then they're all equal. Meir is just like the other two. Yaakov's no worse. But if you hold that Tfilos are connected the Karbanos, so then Meir is different. Why? Because you have to bring the carbon tumid every morning and every afternoon. You have to dive in chakras and mincha. You only have to burn the leftovers if there are leftovers. If you eat and burn everything during the day, then there's nothing to do at night. So Rashi says, but Masechah's brachas, mipnei, he's talking about tefillah's avers rishus, mipnei shehu keneged hector chalav and veivar. Rashi connects the two, though the Gemara does not. Is there any other shot that we could give? Is there a way that we could explain that our pasuk vayifka b'makom Yaakov davind? And Tfilos Avis Rishus, something Yaakov was different somehow? So, Lachora most assume not. Says the Nitziv, yes. Says the Nitziv, yes. In his commentary on the Sheiltos in source number 9. Says the Nitziv, there's a Gemara in Chulin, which Rashi quotes as well. What happens by Yifka Bamakom? Yaakov left Beisad Hashem Be'ever and he made a beeline for Yerushalayim. Boom! He had his dream. No, that's not what happened. What does the Gemara say? And we know it from Rashi. Look at the Nitziv, line. Uh, four, he went all the way to Haran. He went all the way up north. He missed Yerushalayim. He missed the turnoff. We think signage is bad today, right? He went Yerushalayim. He went one pass. You missed one exit. He he left Israel, right? Omar, he said, got to Haran. He says, oh, I, I didn't realize. Is it possible that I passed by where my parents davened? I didn't daven. I didn't go where they davened. So that's why, oh, I gotta go back. So he went back. The Gemara quotes, he had Kfitzas Haderech. And he went back. And Vayivka Bamakom, all of a sudden, the sun set, middle of the day, boom, he falls asleep, he has his drink. Right, so a question, not for now, I'll just throw the question out, maybe in a future year or homework, feel free to do it. Why did he only have Kfitzas Haderech going back and not on the way there in the first place? Question, not for now. But, okay. I'm not responsible. He didn't sleep for 14 years. He didn't sleep for 14 years, but he's, he, was, he was learning, constantly learning when you're traveling. You know, you could be in the yeshiva all day, but if you go on a bus, you fall asleep. Right? It's, uh, it's not when you're traveling. Traveling, you get tired. Says the Nitziv. Says the Nitziv. So what did the Gemara say? So he decided to go back, and all of a sudden, he had kvisas aderech vayifka v'makom. All of a sudden, he was there. Says the Nitziv, by Avram and Yitzchak, they focused it was a thought-out, planned tefillah. 
right? Avram, Vayashkim Avram, Abokir, he got up in the morning, he went to Davin. Vayesa Yitzchak, Lasuk, Masada, last week's parasha, Yitzchak went out to the field to Davin. Yaakov, boom, it just kind of happens. Vayifka Bamakom, he turned, he passed it, he turned around, boom, oh, he fell asleep. Hara Maria, like hit him in the face. Says in the Sith, Feel Sarvis Rishus. That wasn't the same type of thought out, focused, planned tefillah, fixed prayer. So that is why it says the Nitziv, that is exactly why tefillah is arvis. Even if you say they're connected to Misak and Yaakov, it was somewhat different. It, was, it, was not, no, it wasn't less quality, but it wasn't as planned and thought out and fixed in the way that it was set up, and therefore, and therefore even connected to Avos Tiknum, one doesn't have to say like Rashi, um, you can still say tefillah is arvis rishus. Good. Let's move on now to an amazing story which we might be familiar with, but if we, the more we think about it, the more questions we really have about it. We learn about the birth of Dina. Learn about the birth of Dina in this week's parsha. We have eleven Shvatim and Dina. Binyamin has to wait till next week. Excuse me. So we know the story behind the birth of Dina. Right? It's really a Gemara and Brachas, but first we'll see it in the Targum Yonasa Ben Uziel. Source ten. Umin Basar Kedain Yaladis Bras. Right, and then source ten. Right, and after this, Leah had six kids. Then she had a daughter, Ukras Yashemedina. She called her Dina. Arum Amris Dainhu in Kadam Hashem. This is what Hashem wants. Theon Mini Palga Shiftaya. I have half the Shvatim. Baram Min Rachel Achasi. Rachel, my sister, Yifkun Train Shvatim. Right, she'll have two Shvatim. Hechma Denafku Min Chadim and Amhasa. Ushmiya Min Kadam Hashem Slusa De Leah. Leah originally had Yosef in her uterus. And she said, what's going to be? I'm going to have seven shvatim. The shivchas already have two. My daughter, my sister is going to be less than a shivcha. Only one child? Can't be. She dove into Hashem. Hashem did the first intrauterine transplant and switched the uteruses or the babies, the fetuses of Dina and Yosef. And Dina who had been in Rachel's uterus switched to Leah, and Leah's switched to Rachel. Hashem or Leah is Chalfu Ubraya Bim Ehon. The Ubar switched. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenevsky, I didn't photo that, it, I forgot to. He quotes, even though this is true, it's interesting you find some Chazals that there's still a little remnant. Yosef was Misalsa Basairo, and Dina was a Yatsanit by Shechem. So you still see even a little bit of a, of a remnant of the of the male and female tendencies. This is the Gemara. This is the Gemara. The um, question is one how we'll deal with one halachic point and one hashkafic point on this uh, on this Chazal. Number one, the question is how was Leah allowed to daven here? How was Leah to daven knowing what she had? We know there's a Mishnah in Brachas. The Mishnah in Brachas says if your wife, you know. Let's say you had a sonogram and you see it's a boy. You can't daven that it's a girl. Harizu tefillah shav, says the Mishnah. If you don't know, you still can't daven. Because whatever it is, it is. You're allowed to daven that it's healthy. You're allowed to daven that... But you can't daven, you know, when it already exists. Right? So, so ask, ask, the Gemara asked that question. We're just going to read a Gemara. So the Gemara quotes the story, Brachas of Samach, Source 11. Right? Hashem ishtu mulberes, a woman's pregnant. Amar yi rasan shteli do ishti zachar, harizu tefillah shav. Lomani Rachmi, Davin doesn't help. What do you mean? Vaachar Yolda Bas Tikashmadina. 
My vaachar, Amar vaachar, she done it. Lay a din batzma, lay up things to herself. Vamar yud be shvatim asin alatim yakov. Everybody knew this. I was supposed to be twelve shvatim. She should yasmi mani. I had six. Arbam nashvachos four from the shvachos. Hari asara, that's ten. Imzez zachal oti achos arachal kachas arashivchos. Miyad nefchal abas. It was switched to abas, and hence Dina came out. So you see, Leah did it. You see, Leah did it. So why was Leah allowed to do it? Answers the Gemara. Two answers. The second answer is maybe it was before 40 days. Okay, Tzarech Ian, speak to the doctors, leave that for my wife and, uh, and Herman. But uh, what does that mean? Before 40 days? Maybe you don't know, but is it is it determined yet? So I'll have to figure, leave that for now. But the first answer is, Ein maskir and Maisenisim. Don't bring me rise from Leah. Leah, Imenu. I was in Imos, we're on a different plane. You know, they're talking to God. They're dealing with, Ein maskir and Maisenisim. Don't bring me rise from, from, uh, from Leah. So again, one halachic point and one hashkafic point. Ramosha Feinstein has, an, has, a, has a landmark shuva in source number 12, written in 1964. Tavshin Chavdalet. L'chacham echad. Very unusual. Ramosha usually writes the names of who he writes shuvas to. But I guess this one he did not want to be mafarsim because Ramosha being mocked on his coven. The question was, is buying life insurance a lack of bitachon? Kaddish Baruch will take care of my children. What am I? Buy life insurance. You don't have bitachon. So Moshe was asked, is there a lack of bitachon, life insurance, health insurance, disability insurance? Is that a lack of bitachon? 1964. Sorry, in but is it an ace? The Kaddish Baruch will take care. So it says Ramosha, insurance policy. Right, those are the best words in Ramosha. Should be a Hashem can make me rich. She sure have up from the earth of Sakadol. No, well, my kid will win the lottery. I'm not worried. Kashbrach will take Hashem Yazor. Kinelani has died, he says, Ramosha, Ain Bazesh, Shum Chisaran, Bibi Tachon, Vashem Yisbarach. There is no Chose Bitachon. This is, by the way, Chelek Basim and Kufir Aleph. To Hukachon Yani Mishar. What do you go to have to get a job? Why don't you stay home and say, Hashem will make the month fall? What do you have any job for? Not only are you allowed to, elagam mechuyav laasos mischarva vodilapanasaso. Everybody has an obligation to support his family. It says it in the Ksuba. Right, we don't read the Ksuba. The Ksuba says you have to support your family. Who says you're gonna get the lottery? Who says you're on such a level? Levad ha iser lisbochalanes, as the Freeman said, just like you're not allowed to be somechalanes. Af elus shabru uyim leelus bamenes. Even if those who are fitting to get a nace, who says that you're allowed to rely on the nace? Da ha aser af lehis palal shayaser lo hashem yisbarach nace. Because you're not allowed to even daven. How do you know that? From our Gemara, our Gemara in Brachas. The Gemara asks, "How did Leah daven?" She's one of the imahos. Leave her alone. Right? The, the Gemara asks. She's one of the imos. Right, so skip towards underlined. Raglayash ain't dugmasa b'chaladaros. Leah was different. V'gamulay mitzad shedana. Maybe also it was it was it was siyata deshmaya that the shvatim was supposed to be born. V'gamulay asover teretz basrish lo haiserasha. That's why the Gemara even had to give a second answer. Maybe even Leah couldn't daven, but it was before forty days. The imkain vadeh shaaser lisbach sheishlach lo hashem yisbar panasaso below shumavoda. You can't do it. You have to know whatever you do comes from Hashem. But you can't not do something and say that Hashem is going to help. Line 26. Hashem will send you. 
Therefore, he says in the next column, I wrote dot 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 because I skipped a column and a half here. The kiva sha'afu kainaf l'gdolim b'tzadikim sh'ray l'asos l'aneis kol shekain elu she'bedoreinu sh'anan yasmi the yasmi sh'asol on l'isbachal aneis we're not allowed to rely on aneis. Ve'in shum chait nothing wrong. Al mashem mishtalim l'vakish umnis yoser nochav a kalav or uya v'shumas anashim yotav arviach. He says there's nothing wrong with it. And then he even says in the next paragraph. We all know the, the, the story that uh, about the uh, the guy who's drowning, and he doesn't quote the story, but the drowning, and the guy the, the boat comes by and says uh, he says come in, jump in. He says, "No, Kadosh Baruch will save me." The helicopter comes down with the ladder. Kadosh Baruch will save me. He drowns, goes up to heaven. He says, "God, what happened?" The guy says, "I send you a helicopter. I send you a boat." Says, so Ramosha says, maybe the life insurance policy is dafka what Kadosh Baruch is sending you to take care of your kids. Maybe this is exactly what what he's sending you. Oh, don't worry, Kadosh Baruch is going to help me. This is what he's sending you. Says Ramosha, line twenty-eight. Lachain kimesh Hashem isbarach nasan deya bedoros haachronim. Says Hashem gave the the das in these later generations. She asik zeshel insurance baolam. There should be something called insurance in the world. Shehu hashara leziknusov liyushav derech tivi. What an amazing invention! They never had insurance before in the history of the world, right? Says Ramosha, who davar tovar roi gam lanashem kshir and Hashem isbarach. Even if you're lying, the guy who got insurance with Nami Asas Hashem Isparach. This is what Hakadosh Baruch wants you to do. Lemikli insurance with Botech Hashem Isparach, and then he quotes line thirty-six: V'chein who be insurance shall Sreifa v'Geneva v'Shurish shall Hakars Shakal Elu. Most of the time he writes machines. There he wrote cars. Shakal Elu who davers she'ain but Hashem Chisaron. No problem. Okay, this is one halachic point. Halachic point on this on this uh, on this medrash of uh, Leia. But then there's another point, a Gothic point. Again, a thought that we've mentioned in the past, but many thoughts can be repeated when they're packaged in different uh, in different wrapping and said in different ways. The Gemara says in Brachas, also in terms of Leah's having a child, this isn't on the Dina, this is on the earlier point, on the fourth child of Leah, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. Why was he called Yehuda? Hapam Odes Hashem. I can thank Hashem now. Thank Hashem. The Gemara says in Brachas, Zion, Leah was the first person to say thank you to God. First person to say thank you to God. It's quoted by the Ksav Sofer in Source 13. Bishas brachas lo haya adam shahodel Hashem hashabas aleya. Leah was the first one. And the Velt, the Olam asks, she was the first one. What, Avram Yisrael Yaakov didn't thank Hashem for anything ever? Adam, Noah, shame. Nobody ever thanked Hashem for anything. Leah was the first one. She was the first one to thank Hashem. What's the message? So he quotes a thought that we've said in the past in the name of the Meshachachma. But let's see what he says. The Gemara says in Mesech HaShabbos on line 6. The Gemara says in Shabbos, if I say Hallel every day, I am a blasphemer. Question, most Mepharshim say this Hallel means the Hodul Hashem Kito Kiliom Chasto that we say every Shabbos morning. So if you say that every day, you're a blasphemer. Even though if you say Ashri every day, you're a Ben Olam So what's wrong with saying Hallel? Yeah. No, so Tehillim is different. Tehillim is not. This is somebody who says Halal Kavua every day. Even Halal Gadol. If that happens to be, if let's say you split up Tehillim and you, Dafka, get the part that says Halal every day, but you're saying it as Tehillim. You're not saying it as, as Tefillah. So why is it a Machar of So it says the Ksav Sofer, line 11. Really? We have to thank Hashem for everything. Every everything in nature, we have to thank Hashem. Every breath we have to thank Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What's Hawa Hagadol? That's recognizing Hakadosh Baruch Hu's nisim. You say Hawa Hagadol every day. That means one recognizes that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in charge of the nisim in the world. 
That's a machar from a If you think that's all God does, He only does the miracles. He only does the nisim. That's what He's in charge of. He says that's says that that's not that's not uh, that's a machar from a Line seventeen. When there's a but waking up in the morning. So We don't we don't we're not awakened to say Hallel. We're not awakened to say Hallel when we're just we wake up. So that's why says the Khsav Sofer, saying Hallel every day is not something that Chazal wanted or enacted. Maybe Ashray, but not Hallel, because Ashray is about nature. So says the Khsav Sofer, that's exactly the point here. The Avos lived a Teva existence, basically. Okay, she she had a she had a baby when she was uh, in her in her nineties. But what happened? So it was nice to get back to her to her youth. But then she got back to her youth, and she had a baby. But there was she was became young again. She had milk again. Again, obviously, Avram Yisroch thanked Hashem. I'm sorry, just the opposite. Said the opposite. Avram Yisroch and Yaakov obviously had nisim, had nisim, right. 90 years old, Yaakov saved from the Kivshon Ha'esh. So their thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not the highest level of Hoda'ah. Thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu Benisim, wonderful. But Leah, when she had you, she's having regular childbirth. Regular childbirth. What do you mean? Thousands of babies are born every day. Thousands. That's that's Teva. That's Teva. What, Berchaz HaGomel afterwards? Oh, come on. But no, that's the point. That's not Teva. It is Teva. But we have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu there's no Kiddush but Leah was the first one to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Teva for something natural and recognizing that it's not so natural why did she wait till the 4th? good question maybe she uh, she had other reasons in fact, there were reasons given in the Torah why the 4th and Levi uh, the Chaskuni says because she only has two hands but she crosses the street she's only got to have two hands so she's her husband now to accompany her so there were reasons for every reasons for every shame but uh, at least in the in the first group, and that's why Leah Hapamudas Hashem. So this thought we've said before, but I just saw a, a, a Husafa, which is a simple, simple story, but it's very powerful. The Otsus Torah, which is a, a, an amazing set, never seen it. It's beautiful, just a compilation. They have it on Chamisha uh, Torah. They have it on many of the Moadim now. The Otsus Torah. So he quotes this Ksav Sofer, and then he just quotes a little story at the end of, on page source fourteen. Somebody was walking on the road one time and he got hit by a car. He was saved. He was hit. Terrible. But he was saved. He came to shul the next morning with schnapps, with lekach. Middle of Chaim. Middle they say, oh, what happened? What happened? Oh, I was crossing the street. He got hit by a car. Baruch Hashem, I was okay. Makes a little the next day, the next day, somebody else comes in with a lachayim. He's like, what happened? I woke up this morning. I opened my eyes this morning and took a deep breath. Also deserves a lachayim. Also deserves lachach and a party. And thank you, Kaddish Baruch Nothing happened. I crossed the street this morning and nothing happened to me. Baruch Hashem. That's the message of Leah. Pamodes Hashem. Okay, we'll do one more. There's a lot more, but we'll do one more. One more. An unbelievable thought from the Minchas Asher of Asher Weiss, source 15. Asher starts off with a thought of Rav Shimshin Meistropolia, which itself is an independently cool, amazing ha'ara. I don't know what the pshat is, but uh, this is this is a, a much quoted uh, one-liner in many svarim, and then you have to know what to do with it. 
The one-liner is that if you look in the... It's powerful if you look in the Chumash again. If you look in the Chumash, when Yaakov wakes up from his dream, when Yaakov wakes up from his dream, in Pasuk Tezayin, Perach Afkas Pasuk Tezayin, Vayitza Yaakov Mishnaso, Yaakov wakes up, Vayomer Achei Yeish Hashem Emakom Azeh, Wow! There's God in this place. Anochi Lo Yadati, I didn't know! Says Rav Shimshin Astropolia, on the Kisia Kavid, there's an Ari, there's a lion, there's a Nesher, there's an eagle, and there's a Kruv. Yaakov Avinu says, Vayomer Achein, Yesh Hashem HaMakomazeh, Achein, Arye Kruv Nesher. Achein, I knew there were three legs on the Kisia Kavid. Va'anochi, Yaakov Avinu is the fourth leg of the Kisei. We refer to it in in, in the Kinos. Anochi, Arye Nesher, Kruv Yaakov. Anochi lo yadati. I didn't know that I was on there. Achein, Yeish Hashem HaMakomazeh. I knew there was Achein. Anochi, I didn't know, I didn't know Anochi. I only thought Achein, I didn't know the Yaakov. So what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Says the Rosh The Gemara in Chulin describes that the Malachim, what does it mean the Malachim were going up and down the ladder? They were jealous of Yaakov Avinu. They were jealous of him. He was on a high level. We'll talk about that in a second. He was jealous of him. And that's why, what does it say? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Omid on the top of the ladder. Says the Gemara in Chulin. It's quoted there in the, uh, in the Chulin Tadagalaf. Olim was Taklim Shamala. They saw Yaakov Avinu on the Kisa Yaakovin and then they see Yaakov Avinu down there and they're, they're, they're miskanet. They're jealous. They were going to kill him. Hashem has to come save the day. Stand on top of the, of the ladder. What's going on here? What, what were they jealous for? What, did that, what does that mean? One more Gemara. Then you put it all together. The Gemara says in Shabbos, this one is more well known. The Gemara says in Shabbos, Peches, that the Malachim, when Moshe Rabbeinu was going to accept the Torah, the Malachim said, Hashem, don't give it to him. Don't give it to him. He quotes the Gemara. And, and they said, the Malachim said, no, no, Moshe says what I'm supposed to do. Hashem says, Moshe, you answer them. So Moshe says to them, Lo Sirtzach, could you kill each other? No. Lo Sinach, could you intermarry? No. It says, uh, Lo Signo. So they said, okay, we give up. But there's one line in there that I left out. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, where's the line? I want to I read you the Lushen. Uh Look at the third, to, fourth to last bottom of the page, line 28. Hold on to my Kisiyah Kavit and give them an answer, Moshe. Let me hold on to my Kisiyah Kavit. The ultimate Bria in life as a human being that a human being is able to take the physical existence that we have the gashmi mahus that we are and to elevate it and to be mala it HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. an angel can't do that an angel is who he is the Vilna Gon says on Mishle in his commentary that malachim are called omdim right Remember, omdim imalo they're omdim man is called a mahalech we go we're not omade we go we're Omi, then, we're, then we're, in, we're in trouble. We're called a Mahalech. So the godless of a person is that we could strive and we could go up and we could perfect ourselves. So the Malachim saw that and they were jealous. They see Yaakov in Shammai and they see Yaakov on earth. They see Yaakov who could perfect himself and bring him up. And they say, how could this be? They're gonna, they're, that's what they were, they were going to kill him. So Hashem says, no, don't touch him. Hashem says, don't touch him. Because what did he say by Moshe Rabbeinu? The Malachim are fighting. Hold on to my Kisei Yaakovid. Who's the fourth leg on the Kisiyah Kavit? Yaakov Avinu. The Malachim already went through this. 
Hold on to my kisi cover to give them an answer. They have to live through life and be mekadesh their life. They have to go through this. There's not shayach to them. The Torah, which is to perfect us and to purify us, it's not shayach to the malachim. That's the achain. But anochi, I didn't realize that I, I made it so much. I, I was able. A, a person could perfect themselves. Remember, we're called bnei Yisrael. We're on the kisya kavod. Our father is on the kisya kavod. So that's 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 our goal in life: to be able to elevate ourselves and perfect ourselves, and in that way, um, copy and model our behavior after our Kaddish, after. Uh, after Avram Avinu, after Yitzchak, and especially after Yaakov. Okay, we'll have to stop here, and Brother Shem, we will uh, continue next week. Parshas by Yishlach, when we're back in Eretz Yisrael. Parshas by Yishlach. Okay.